Welcome to Autism Knows No Borders. Discover what's possible when people impacted by autism inspire change and build community. Together with the Global Autism Project, here's your host, Rachel Harmon. Hello, everyone. In today's episode, we're continuing to share our recent SkillCore trip to ASHA, our Global Autism Project partners in Bangalore, India. In our previous episode, I spoke with the staff at the school, and this week, you'll hear from our SkillCore volunteers. Our team had a virtual reunion three weeks after returning from our trip. We reviewed what we had learned and reminisced about some of our experiences. In today's conversation, we discuss moments from the trip that surprised, inspired, or moved our skill corps volunteers, how we immersed ourselves in Indian culture, community outreach, each team member's personal and professional growth, and advice for future skill corps travelers. As I mentioned last week, our skill corps program is evolving into something new and exciting. If you'd like to be the first to know what skill corps will look like in 2023, Make sure to join our waitlist at skillcore.globalautismproject.org. You can find the link in our show notes. In this episode, discover what's possible when you trust the process. We appreciate your time. If you enjoy this podcast and you'd like to support our mission, please take just a few seconds to share it with one person who you think will find value in it too. You can also follow us on Instagram at autismpodcast.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Global Autism Project, and join our online community on Mighty Networks at community.globalautismproject.org. And now, I present you, SkillCore Team Bangalore. My name is Giselle Figueroa. I am from Puerto Rico, but I currently live in New York. I am a speech-language pathologist, and I've been working with early intervention for eight years. I decided to join the Skill Corps because I wanted to get out of my comfort zone. I wanted to challenge myself, do something different where I could make an impact, and I wanted it to be with autism. Hi, my name is Caitlin Cannon. I am a board-certified behavior analyst. I work and live in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and I primarily work with children with autism in the early intervention age. I've been in this field for about seven and a half years. I decided to do SkillCore because I wanted to combine my love of travel and working with this population. And when I came across SkillCore, it seemed like the perfect opportunity to provide additional resources and trainings to those who may need it outside of the U.S. Hi, my name is Brenda. I work as a learning and development trainer servicing adults with disabilities in California. I joined Skill Corps to gain new perspectives. My name is Renee LaJoy. I'm from Boston, Mass. I am a BCBA. I work with kids and young adults with autism, and I decided to join Skill Corps to help teach the science of ABA, but also to really experience a new culture. My name is Andrea Ingle. I'm from Michigan. I am a BCBA, so I do ABA therapy with children with autism. I've been in the field for about seven years. I decided to join Skill Corp to try to spread my joy of working with this population 
and to be able to experience other cultures and see what it is like in those countries and help them have the same resources that are found here. And now that you've been home for a while and you've been able to process and reflect on the trip, what's come up for you since being back? I think the do with, not for has been something I've tried to practice more, especially in supervision. But I also got a new client and I was talking to mom yesterday and they're from India and I'm like triggered. (laughs) Like I just got back from there for two weeks and we were like talking about it and it was awesome. Yeah. Now you'll, you'll be able to have the special connection with them having been to where they're from. That's super cool. I think the ownership piece has really stuck with me and I've been using it or trying to tell a lot of people at my company about it and everyone really likes that. So I've been trying to figure out how to give my staff ownership on the cases. Mm, nice. For my own personal growth that I made with trying to be a leader and the decision maker, I've been trying to incorporate that a little bit more at my job too, and really stepping up when it comes to the supervision and answering questions and just being a little bit more present for my staff during our sessions. Yeah, great. I would say for me, the okay, no problem. I have turned to saying, okay, no problem, when I have no idea how I'm expected to get something done or like how something will unfold. I just respond with, okay, no problem. And that's something that we heard there so much for everything. Okay, no problem. And it's good. It starts conversations. So it's been really nice being able to just respond with that. And it comes from more like a positive side. And it's just like opening up the doors for possibilities as opposed to shutting something down just because I can't like follow that thought through. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I remember how solution oriented the staff were with always just trying to figure something out. Yeah. Giselle? For me, I think that do with not for, I've been also implementing a lot of that, especially, you know, working with families. I go to homes and work with the families and our approach is more embedded coaching. So we have to train the the parents and sometimes implementing that is not that easy, but I've been more conscious about it and trying to implement it a little bit more. And also I think even you know, that trainings that we prepare, especially the one for behavior, I've been also trying to implement some of that. I mean, I'm a speech pathologist, but I learned so much from you guys. <laughs> nice. Awesome. All right. So I'd like you guys to share a moment from the trip that surprised, inspired, or moved you. For me, it was definitely the conversation with the yoga instructor, like seeing his perspective and and his growth as an outsider from the autism world. His wife works in the center, you know, and she's the one who is more involved. But seeing him and and listening to him, like talking about how he started having a very different perspective of it and not understanding a lot and how his journey went from that to having more empathy and understanding because of of his wife of her work that for me was very inspiring I guess because that's our work right it's not just working with the families and the kids but also 
teaching other peoples and letting them know on and spreading the word about autism. So yeah, for, for me, that was amazing. Like listening to him talking about it and, and how now he, he understands more and he's more involved and he can talk about it and, and maybe tell other people about it. Yeah, community outreach is such an important part of the skill court trip. I remember talking about autism with someone at the airport because they saw it on my jacket, like right when I was landing and waiting in line at customs. So it's it's great to be able to spread that awareness like you're talking about. Thanks, Giselle. Someone else? Something that surprised, inspired, or moved you? Honestly, I feel the same about that guy that it comes back to that one of how like he said everything fell into place like it was supposed to happen and how like us coming there us being at the autism center like that really stuck with me like everything aligned just right for that to work out and for us to hear that experience and I just like keep thinking about that that everything just aligned just right and that like we were supposed to be helping those people and to get to be moved by his um experience it left me in a very like sense of awe in that moment mm-hmm. and his uh, like everything that Chiselle said of that him learning all that stuff through his wife I thought was very beautiful as well and him just wanting to have that conversation with us because he really like sat around and like stayed around to talk to us about it he really wanted to hear about our experiences and to ask more questions about autism Mm. So I thought it was very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Andrea. I think coming from the world of like early intervention and, you know, that kind of like birth to six kind of age range, it was really, I think, inspiring for me to see that in a country where it's still not very accepted and there's not a whole lot when it comes to accommodations in the school setting that they built this program for the adults to be able to work and, you know, engage in the community after they leave the school. I thought that was very inspiring and moving and getting to be there and and seeing how they create the bags and how they create all of that to make a living for themselves. I thought was amazing. Yeah, we got to be part of that too and make our own. Yeah. I have to agree with that too. I have like six bags from the strip and <laughs> showing everyone like look at this bag guess who made it and just telling them about the background of it which is really cool I would also say the teachers and their energy and just how happy they were to be there was really inspiring especially during the trainings when they were such good sports about <laughs> their role plays that we had them do and they were very good actors um, <laughs> but just how open they were to us being there and how grateful, but also watching them and learning a lot from them as well. And just how hard they work every day and how much you can tell that they really love what they're doing. It's pretty inspiring. Hmm. I really appreciated the conversation that I had with one of the parents of the adult students they had. So she shared with me how she was first living out here in San Francisco, California, and she was attempted to get her daughter diagnosed. And this was like at least 30 years ago. And she wasn't having a lot of luck here in the United States. Um, and things weren't moving as fast as she wanted them to move. So she made the, the choice to move back to India and get her diagnosed there. And um, 
with the right resources, she was able to kind of expedite the diagnoses. And she chose to keep her in India because she knew that she would need more socialization and she thought she can create more of those opportunities in India as opposed to like being here in the United States. And that really just inspired me because we're the United States. We're supposed to have access, easy access for all of these resources. And it's not always made available, especially to minority families. And I'm, I'm running across that living in a Hispanic community where a lot of families don't know what's available and don't know how to access and tap into those resources. So really inspired me on that end and just making sure that my families are aware of the possibilities out in our community and just in the United States in general and in our state. It also inspired me because the daughter is now in her 30s and she's living her best life. She is doing program coding, working at a, I don't know, at her job, her office. And it's pretty neat because she takes her on like concerts and she goes to pubs with friends. And these are things that a lot of us take for granted, but this individual has autism and she's a program coordinator and her mom made all of that possible. Her mom didn't stop fighting. So she can do it in India where they have less resources and tools. Then I know that it's possible for my families here, especially working with the the adults. So it was really inspiring and made me really reflect and think about how I can create that for my families here, bring that back home. Yeah. So kind of related to that, I was really inspired by Jayshree, who is the center director there. And it was amazing to see all that she's created in like the past, I don't know, 20 years or almost something like that, where there was nothing. And that's why she created it. And now it's just grown to have like a separate program for EI and they're serving like 60 something students. So that's where before these families had nowhere to go. And so just looking at how Jayshree also leads her team from this place of, it's not a place of like dominance, it's like empowerment, you know? And it, it was surprised to know also that a lot of those teachers are mothers of kids at the school. And so you get, you really get this like community feel. And, you know, they say it takes a village to raise a kid and you can see it there how it's almost like they're treating all of the kids like their own kids. And I think that Jayshree has set up this container for that so that people can feel like they're learning, they're growing as professionals and also they're able to help their kids. So I really was inspired by her and all of the work that she's doing there and hearing about all of her future goals too and plans she has for her region and the country and just making big changes. So yeah, we also did a lot to immerse ourselves in the culture there, did a lot of fun activities. Who'd like to share some of what we did? We were invited to the Diwali festival that the school hosted for the families or I think like older families and like um, the employees and everything. And then the students were also invited. And then they had different things on the stage, different dancing, and then they invited everyone up to dance. Yeah, there were some professional dancers performing. 
And I think some parents were singing too. Yeah, it was great. The Diwali uh, festival is a festival of light. So it, I think it's symbolized by candles. And so we got to light some candles and they did some artwork on the floor with like this colored sand to make some shapes. And yeah, that was super cool. That was probably one of my highlights of the whole trip that night. What else did we do? How else did we immerse ourselves in the culture? Riding the rickshaws. Mm -hmm. Those things were so much fun. There was so much chaos with the traffic and the honking guys. Do you guys remember the honking? (laughs) Riding in the middle of the line, like on top of the line, for absolutely no reason. You can pick left lane or right lane, no cars around. You still want to go in the middle and you're still honking, even though there's nothing to honk at. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. That was like probably the most fun that I've had in a car in a really long time where it was just like, oh my goodness, we are just honking and trying not to like fall out. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. I loved it. It's like a roller coaster every time we got in. I swear I ignored honking when I got back at first. I was like, oh, I, don't, I don't hear anything. I should hear that here. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Their honking is more just like a, hey, I'm here. I'm next to you. It's not like an aggressive kind of honk that you would hear in the U.S. There's definitely I, oh, harmony in the chaos with mm-hmm. the driving. So it's really mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. I also think that whole food experience... <laughs> especially at the center where we had someone who, you know, she was there teaching us how to eat the food. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that that was really nice too, like all that food experience and, and uh, trying new things and learning how to eat it, what goes first, how they eat sweets first before the actual food. So all, all that was very interesting for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were so spoiled. Oh my gosh, the lunches they would make for us. That was amazing. The bendy, the henna that we got on our hands. Mm-hmm. We got it for the purpose of having it for Diwali. I think that's why we got it at first. But then a few days later, we were just like, we need it again. <laughs> so that was really cool. It was very strange at first to look down at my hand and be like, what is this? But they were beautiful. Mm-hmm. And watching them do it was amazing. I could never, ever do that. So I think that was a, a pretty cool experience, too. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed the yoga that we did because coming from someone who does yoga in the US, I do it more as a workout, the hot power yoga, where you're flowing very fast, you're hitting everything deliberately. But it was nice to see it from a perspective of where it originated and with more of the mindfulness, which I think when I'm doing yoga here, it's more, you know, like I said, like a workout. But it was really cool to see it in that other way because I do feel that mindfulness is very important and that not a lot of people practice it as much as they could. And it very much, I think, like zenned me out, got me ready for the day since we did it before starting work. And that was just really cool to see. And then having him really explain everything and why we he does it that way versus the workout way was really nice. Reconnecting with the resolve that we had taken in the beginning of the practice to bring physical mental and emotional well-being into our life. 
I also liked that we got to go see a movie that had a lot of like history to it. It wasn't just, you know, some random made up movie, I guess, but it was that they started kind of like built off that little town's history that still was happening. Yeah. It was like a blockbuster at the moment about demigods and mythical stories and kind of in present day. Yeah, it was it was interesting to be in that theater because I'm not sure if all of the subtitles translated well. So like people would be laughing and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> like I was mostly just laughing because they were laughing, but it was a great movie. I really enjoyed that too. The fruit and vegetable market. Mm-hmm. That was probably the most uncomfortable I was in the entire trip Hmm. even after finding out I will be sharing a room with four of the girls I've never met I was even more uncomfortable than that at that fruit and vegetable market I don't know how they do it that was just oh my goodness it was like organized chaos and it was just wow like just walking in I remember all the spices so everyone's everyone was coughing for the probably the only time during our trip everyone messed up because <laughs> that's how we felt safe apparently um then walking through it and like having to walk really fast watching where you're going while you're still trying to watch ahead and uneven pavement people trying to sell you stuff and it was like a very short thing and then that beautiful cow I took his picture <laughs> in the sunset it was amazing but that was just wow once we got like out of it, it was it was amazing. We got to experience that. It was awesome, right? That's like probably the most local thing that we had gone to. And it works for them. It's a lot of organized chaos. It works. It's it works. There's always harmony in the chaos in India. So yeah, but I remember that. And I'm glad we experienced it for a short amount of time. And that was it. <laughs> I was cracking up that at the end when he took us to the mall that Jay Street was like, you took them to that market? <laughs> Why would you take them there? <laughs> oh, it was so much fun. It was. I loved it. Yeah, I know it was hard for some people with the crowds around. So sorry about that for people who are uncomfortable. We and also we- went to the temple. Yeah. The one with the monkeys? <laughs> oh, yeah. In Mysore. We did a that weekend, was... not weekend, but a few day excursion in the middle of the week to Mysore. Yeah. Also, having to take our shoes off in different places, like different holy places, was very different. Like here in the US, if you saw someone walking around without their shoes on, you would think something's wrong or like you would think that's weird. But doing it there is just so different. And it's, expected and it's Mm. respectful so that was a cool difference to see yeah we were barefoot the whole time we were walking through the palace in Mysore right yeah that was really cool too to see the palace in the daytime and then see it lit up that same night kind of rushing down the hill to see the viewpoint for the moment that it lit up and then rushing down to the temple so we had time to see it lit up before driving back to Bangalore It was a very hectic day, but I think it all worked out in the end. 
Was there anything that surprised you about the culture? I'll say for me that I was surprised with how safe I felt. I don't know if it's because we were in a, a bigger group, but you know, I had heard some stories before about women travelers in India maybe being stared at and feeling uncomfortable, but I never felt that way. I don't know about you guys, but I think, I don't know if it's just the region we were in, that could have been it too, but I was pleasantly surprised with how warm and kind everyone was. So that just also reminds me to like leave my stereotypes and preconceived ideas at the door because you never know. I think we also have to add our driver who took so much care of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so nice. He he was always looking out for us. And that, that was amazing. I think that was really nice. Yeah. He, he even stopped at one point and to get like newspaper, it was a newspaper, right? Uh, mm-hmm. To put it on the window so we didn't get like hit by the sun, like directly. Yeah, <laughs> so sweet. And he will help us cross the street. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it it was so nice. Yeah. Rachel, kind of going along with what you said, I felt safe the whole time too, but it was also interesting where we would walk around and then people would ask for selfies the whole time too. (laughs) So I thought that was pretty interesting and like made me very curious as to why, like, do they not see a lot of people from other countries coming in, but they were all just so happy about it. They just came up, they were like, selfie or photo or whatever they would say. And, you know, I feel like most of us were pretty open to, to to take the pictures and I didn't feel unsafe about it. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I was surprised to learn later that they took offense if you refused to take a selfie. That's something that I was not expecting. But I guess I get it. It's kind of like to them, maybe you're saying that you don't want to be in a picture with them when I think it's just different. Again, it's not like a right or wrong. It's just a difference in cultures. All right. So how have you guys grown personally and professionally from the trip? You can think back on the Who Can You Be as a reference if you'd like, just so people know that is from orientation when everyone sets kind of an intention for letting go of an identity and choosing something new for themselves. And so throughout the trip, we were constantly bringing it up and reminding each other and crediting each other when it was done. So yeah, three weeks later, how do you think you've grown? For me, I think like visualizing and, and having purpose, like I, I think that that was the main thing for me for this trip, knowing that, that you can make an impact and not limiting yourself also. Like I mentioned before about the speaking in public and, and you know, my fear for that. And sometimes we limit ourselves so much and those fears don't let us do what, what we are meant to do what we are capable of doing and overcoming those fears opens up so many doors and so many opportunities. That was amazing for me, like getting out of my comfort zone and, and, you know, going in a trip with people I didn't know and, and everything that the whole experience was amazing. It was more than what I expected to be. And I grew so much out of it. I, I took so many amazing things out of it, of every single thing in this dream of, of, you know, the people I was able to share with all of you guys, 
we're all different people, right? With with different personalities. And, and that was amazing for me. Even, you know, the other day <laughs> I was with my boyfriend and, and we were talking about our days. And at the end, like I told him, let's do a, a plus delta. Maybe that's that's gonna, you know, kind of help. I, I mean, that that was so great for me. That plus delta at the end of the day, especially for trips and especially like I think right now when we go, like when I go with my family uh, on a trip, like we, we do so many trips in, in big groups with my family. And at the end, if you do that, you can take so much out of it, you know, and you can mm-hmm. make the experience so much more comfortable for, for everyone in the group. Like mm-hmm. you, you can think of things that you can change so other people can feel better about it so could you uh, explain what plus delta is for people who don't know so by the end of the day we we do this activity where you with the plus you say uh you rate your day it was one to four right one is like a terrible day and four is an amazing day yeah okay and then uh, the plus is, is something you liked about the day, something you really enjoyed about the day. And then the delta is something you would change, something that you can actually change of the day, that you have control out of it, uh, that you can change. So for the rest of the trip or for the next day, you can do something about it. So you can you know, feel more comfortable <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, throughout the trip and maybe help others as well. And we kind of remind ourselves of our plus and deltas, uh, especially the deltas, so we can be mindful about it. And as a group, we remind each other of that. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny you were doing it with your boyfriend. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Thanks, Giselle. Someone else, how have you grown personally and professionally from the trip? I think for me, just all the conversations that a lot of us had about our workplace and everything and kind of taking some of these leadership skills that I think that I've been able to acquire a little bit better over the trip, um, kind of generalizing that in a different way and really started to advocate for myself at my job and, you know, let my supervisor and my boss know just when things are too much right now, what we can do to change that because, you know, there are so many clients that need served and I was at like the top end of my hours and, you know, I don't mind having a lot of hours, but I want to make sure that all of the clients are getting the best of my services. And so just really being able to kind of stand up for myself and really talk about it and really kind of bring that around to the people that can help me with that at my company. And we actually did come up with a solution this week about all of that. So that was pretty awesome. Oh, great. Way to go, Caitlin. At my clinic, we're having some trouble with the RBTs completing their notes. So my boss and my operations manager and I, we're just like chatting about it. And they were just telling me about the difficulties that they're having. And I had my skill core orientation book with me. And I like pulled it out and I searched through it and got to the breakdown page. And I kind of went over the breakdowns with them. And they were like, wow, that makes sense. And I think this is where we went wrong. And in the future, this is what we're going to do differently. And this is how we're going to handle putting that step by step, which was cool to be able to do. Because before the trip, I would have been like, oh, I don't know. That's a problem. It's like you really map it out and try to figure out the best way to address it. So yeah. that was cool. I got to help with that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Great. Have you grown personally, Renee? 
it's hard because when people when I came home people were like how was India and I would have like no idea how to say it like you can't even put it into words and it sounds so cliche but I'm like it was great I stayed in a hostel with like four other people that I don't know and we had one bathroom we had a squeegee the floor after and they were after we showered um and they're like what <laughs> it was amazing I think just <laughs> being outside of my comfort zone and pushing myself a little more was a great experience that I brought back with me and I guess just adapting to the change and it took a few days but I I think we were kind of all able to really adjust to the changes which was a really cool experience yeah and I saw a kind of transformation in you also like throughout the trip just from the first day at the center when I remember you were feeling really nervous and overcoming that and being put in other random, unknown, uncertain situations and just being able to handle it like with confidence. So I hope you see that for yourself too. Thank you. Yes, the squeegee <laughs> of the floor. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, that was the experience. Or bringing toilet paper around places with us. Who has yes. a toilet paper after the bathroom? The towels. Mm-hmm. The towel. Yeah, towel. one towel. One towel. Yes, I used my shirt when I showered the first couple times when Cap we came back because the towels would be delivered every hour and there was six of us. So he's a mess. Like, oh, it takes a while to get towels. The, and that's just a practice of flexibility, right? So, <laughs> yeah. The other fun thing, too, when our first day of work, I will never forget waking up around 9 or 10 o'clock at night after, like, coming back to the hostel and just fully sleeping, passing out on the bed, fully clothed. Like, I think I still had my shoes on. <laughs> I just passed out. It's just done. That first day mm-hmm. at the center was completely just done and everyone just passed out. And then we all woke up and it was amazing because then we had pizza and we were talking <laughs> about our experiences and regrouping. And I feel like that's when like we first really bonded, like in a professional way and in a personal way. It was a really good experience and a really good thought mm-hmm. to think of. Yeah. Andrea, how have you grown? personally and professionally from this trip? I feel like it showed me where I wanted to aim myself for my professional development and that I told my boss that I want her to like spend more time with me to show me how to train staff better and just like do more training because I I already knew beforehand that like I get overwhelmed when there's a lot to train on and so I definitely experienced that when we were there and it's I feel like I'm more like in those situations I want to just like shut down and so I want to fix that and be able to go into a similar situation again and not feel that way Mm, I love it for me personally being so connected with you guys on a personal level and being in a group that really allowed me to be the best version of myself and to just accept me has 
like really changed my life for like the best because and I know we're so cliche you guys all have to take a skills core trip like seriously (laughs) because like so like I've been reaching more out to friends just in general just trying to connect with the people around me I feel like I've been struggling with accepting myself and just accepting everything about me and being in the group that accepted me and didn't find that I was like a burden when I said, Hey guys, it's too loud or I need a minute to myself. I'm overstimulated. Like there's just so much happening. I'm overwhelmed. And just for you guys to accept me and just say, okay, like, cool. What do you need? Really helped me reach out to my friends here because I was feeling the same with them. And it's kind of funny because I'm like, well, like I'm trying to be a better friend. Like I want to be around more. I want to do more things with you guys. Like I just want to be more of myself. I want to be more vulnerable with you guys and just kind of fill you guys in with my journey. They all kind of laughed. And this is like individual conversation. And they all laughed and said, finally, like we've accepted you. We love you and we love all of you. So even my little quirks that I have, they always accepted it. And a few of them were just like, you're just very hard on yourself so that they're really happy that on a personal note, I'm starting to become more comfortable and more willing to be myself around others. So Mm -hmm. that's been really, really nice. And that's thanks to having such an amazing team with us and knowing that we all have similar needs. Like I got to experience that on a on a personal relationship way and it's really changed my life. So I'm connecting more with my friends and family and in a way that I haven't in many years. So it's awesome. On a professional note, I'm calmer again. Okay, no problem. Um, I feel like I want to spiral out of control and, you know, and just like tell people that's just not possible or... Like, how the heck are we going to get there? And my response is just, okay, no problem. And my my boss makes fun of me in a good way, you know, because she'll see me thinking and trying to process the information given. And then I just respond with, okay, no problem. And then she says it again. She's like, okay, no problem. We'll get it done. Let's set a time to talk about it. So it's a very good way for me to show that I'm open to this idea. However, I have no idea how it's going to unfold. And that makes me uncomfortable. But it opens up that those possibilities. So I myself, when I say that, I become more open to hearing others' ideas and being able to do things that make me really uncomfortable, like not knowing how they're going to turn out. So that has really helped. I'm going to butcher the way I say this, but the new newest to eso. No to eso. No to eso. Um, so no one speaks twice and so everyone speaks once. Yes. So that has allowed me to listen more and just listen. So I feel like I'm a better listener now. I'm waiting for everyone to kind of share their, their thoughts on certain things. I'm practicing that even with team meetings. So in my job, I have team meetings with you know, the clients, the families, any caregivers, other providers. And we have these often and I'm practicing that. So I'm practicing, hey, let's everyone get a chance to talk before we kind of start more of a discussion base because 
it allows, especially for my clients that they're trying to learn to advocate for themselves as adults, it really gives them the opportunity and and a safe space to just say what's on their mind and how they're feeling about the services they are receiving. So it's very empowering to the clients and then to us too, so that everyone feels like they're a part of the team because we all really are. And then the other thing would be plus Delta. And this is my last one. Plus Delta, I've been doing it (laughs) with all of my clients. Because again, I work with adult clients. So it's really nice. But I don't call it plus delta, right? I use the karate kid method with them a lot. And that's part of it. You know, so I'm just like, okay, so we've just, you know, met for four hours. How are you feeling? What was the best thing about today? And what didn't you like? Which is something that we have always done. But the step that I'm adding is how would you change the thing that you don't like? Something in your power. And for some, it's easier. And for some, it's harder. But they all get there and they're learning like, oh, accountability. Like I could have said something. I could have done something differently. And what's that thing? And then I love it too, because sometimes it's like, well, you know, they'll tell me something about me. Like you didn't give me enough time to respond to that one question. So it makes me reflect like, oh, okay. Like nice, nice to know how they're feeling about it because that's very so it's like, well, how would you change that? And they're just like, next time I need to ask you to slow down. So it's accountability both on my end and on their mm-hmm. end to be able to fully do that. So those are the yeah. three main things that really helped. Great. All right, guys, let's close with one last question. So what advice would you give to future skill core travelers? If you could give them one takeaway, you know, maybe your expectations of the trip were different from the actual experience, like Giselle mentioned earlier. So any tips? Maybe like being mindful about why are you doing this? Why are you going there? Like, I think having that in mind helps a lot. For example, we were all staying in one room, five of us in one room, so maybe some of us didn't expect that, right? Uh, but we were all with the same mindset that we are here to to help, to to do something, to grow ourselves and to help others. And having that in mind, I think helped us a lot to they maybe overcome some situations that were out of our control and just make the experience amazing because we didn't focus on what maybe we didn't have or how we we wanted things to be but on just why we were there Mm -hmm. great and just to be clear because some people might be listening and they're like is it normal for people to all share one room on a skill core trip no And when we found out that that was the case, we quickly asked for another room so I could separate you guys and give you all space. But ironically, no one wanted to take the other room. You guys still wanted to just stay together. So uh, I think that just shows the camaraderie that you guys had built from early on. Had it been a different group of people, maybe it wouldn't have been like that. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Yes. And I, I gave that example because, you know, that's what happened on our trip. But 
there's other things that can happen that are, are out of control. But if you yeah. have your mindset that, okay, I came here to, you know, with a purpose to do something, not to, for a vacation or for, you know, to be comfortable or uh, just right. take out uh, that of your man, mind and, and know why you are there. Mm. Yeah. Thanks, Giselle. And kind of reminding yourself throughout the trip too. It's like bringing back your, your why. Yeah. Piggybacking off of Giselle, just going in with an open mind and not having too many expectations of what it's going to be like and how it's going to go. Cause you have no idea until you're there and you're in it. Um, and just kind of rolling with it and rely on team. If you are feeling uncomfortable at any point, but just having an open mind and just taking in all the experiences as they come because it goes by so quickly. And now I'm home and I'm like, I need to fly back to India to get more Mindy on because mine's all gone. And it's just really enjoying it while you're there. Hmm. Um, I was just going to say that whole phrase of like trusting the process. I know going into this, I was a little nervous because anytime specific questions were asked, you know, everything was kind of vague. There wasn't a whole lot of like information coming in to know exactly what we would be doing when we were at these sites. And for me, that was a bit of a struggle. I like to plan. I packed to the packing list to a T, which also I would suggest maybe being a little bit flexible with maybe <laughs> looking up your actual country. But that I think trusting the process really is important because I definitely think that it's a cool experience just to experience it all together without having all of the knowledge coming into it as I originally had wanted. So just kind of like everyone else is saying, having that flexibility. Mm. I love it when it comes back to that, like the, you know, in the beginning, all of the, I wish I knew this, I wish you knew that. And that and being like, I'm glad I didn't know. <laughs> Thanks, Caitlin. That's a tough question because in very simple terms, just get there. Just get to New York. It's all you need is just get to New York. Because even in all of the chaos of not knowing and feeling very uncomfortable and very unsure and wanting to back out, once you realize that that's just your narrator and it doesn't matter how much information you have or you don't have, that it doesn't matter. It's your narrator telling you that this trip isn't for you, right? And for those of you that don't know what a narrator is, it's your inside voice that tells you all the bad things you don't want to hear when you're trying to push yourself out of your, your limits. It's the easiest way to explain that. So definitely just, just getting to New York. Focus all of your energy and your attention just to get to New York. Don't think about it as an international trip. Don't think about but they're not going to like me. I don't know enough. Don't think about any of that. Just think about, I need to get to New York. That's a domestic flight for most of us. Just get to New York. And the other thing would be learn to be okay with doing things that make you uncomfortable. Lean into it during your trip. Lean into feeling uncomfortable and really embrace it because that's where you're going to see your, the most growth mm. in yourself and with others. Thanks, Brenda. Andrea? I would say embrace your team because they're the people you are going to lean on the most. And those are the relationships that are really going to stick with you. And 
get you through and have the most fun with. Hmm. Love it. Oh, I miss you guys. It's so <laughs> strange seeing you just on these little squares. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Oh, I feel like we've kind of relived the trip a little bit just in this conversation. It's brought back a lot of memories and emotions. So thank you all for sharing so openly. And, you know, I think this will be really valuable for people who want to get a glimpse into what the trip could be like for them. Thanks for tuning in to Autism Knows No Borders. I hope you enjoyed going on this Skillcore journey with Team Bangalore. If you'd like to be the first to know what Skillcore will look like in 2023, make sure to join our waitlist at skillcore.globalautismproject.org. You can find the link in our show notes. Thanks for listening. Take care. Tune in each week for engaging conversations of how people across the globe are inspiring change and building community. You've been listening to Autism Knows No Borders, brought to you by the Global Autism Project. You can find Rachel's notes for this episode and learn more about today's guests at AutismKnowsNoBorders.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. By doing so, you'll be helping us increase awareness and acceptance of autism around the world.